Hello, hello, and welcome back to the show. I am so excited that you are here. This week, we get to speak to an incredible guest. We get to speak to my aligned coaching alum, Jessica Andrade, who is a wellness coach and a personal clinical counselor and mental health clinician. And in this episode, you're going to hear us have a very real conversation about the lived experiences of first-gen Latinas, first-gen therapists and clinicians, and really how we navigate entrepreneurship. You'll get to hear all about her story, her upbringing, the challenges that came up for her in her process of creating her Latina CEO identity and her experiences inside of Aligned Coaching, but also in her whole entire entrepreneurship journey as a whole. I cannot wait for you to dive into the episode. It is such a good one. Hi, and welcome to the Latina CEO Identity Podcast, a show for Latinas who want to take the unconventional path. I'm so happy you're here. I'm your host, Liz Fernandez, a first-generation daughter of immigrants and therapist turned multi-six-figure CEO and identity coach. I help Latinas create and claim their identity as booked-out coaches and entrepreneurs. In this show, you will have a space to help you realize just how gifted and extraordinary you already are so that you start tapping into your gifts and start creating your Latina CEO identity. Lista? Let's get into today's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Latina CEO Identity Podcast. On today's episode, we have a very special guest, and I say this all the time because my clients truly are so, so special. On today's episode, we're going to be hearing from Jessica Andrade. She is a wellness coach, associate professional, clinical counselor, and currently has a role in a school district as a mental health clinician. She is an Align Coaching alumni and um, one of my longest private clients. I am so excited for you to hear her story today have her share her insights and wisdom about what her journey has been like in transitioning into offering her therapy services into coaching. And today you'll have an opportunity to, again, hear about her own journey in entrepreneurship and some of the limitations and thoughts that she experienced before starting her journey. I cannot wait for you to hear all of the gems she'll be sharing with us today. So without further ado, Jess. Tell the listeners who you are and what you do. Liz, thank you so much for the introduction. First of all, I am super excited to be here. I am nervous. I am excited, but I'm happy. I've been looking forward to be on your podcast for a long time, and you know that. So thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. Yes, we have this episode is long, long in coming. For those of you that are listening, if you do not listen to, this is not sponsored, Se Regalandudas, Jess and I have this inside you know conversation all of the time where we say un dia we're gonna launch a podcast just for the latina experience journey very similar and inspired by ser regalandudas because there are so many stories our community needs to hear and this is just a little taste of our energy together so again i'm so excited for you to like really get to know jess her story and her background so with that, Jess, tell us a little bit about, you know, your upbringing and what are some of the cycles that you've had to break in your family? So growing up, I was born in Stockton, California. Uh, my parents are originally from Michoacan. 
So my whole life, I kind of grew up coming to Michoacan a lot since I was like a baby. My parents had a house here in Michoacan, and we would come here um, and then go back to California, which is where I lived. And then when I was around the age of five, my dad did go to prison, and then my life basically changed ever since. You could say I kind of had like my family prior to that, you know, like my parents and everything was good. Once that happened, um, we kind of uh, grew up just visiting him every weekend at the prison. Um, And honestly, that was my life for like four years. We did come to Mexico to live with my mom and basically started from scratch um, living in Mexico. That didn't last very long. We ended up having to go back to California because my parents divorced during that time. So basically, once again, started all over in California. I was 10 years um, around this time. And basically, I would say this was probably one of the hardest times of my life. As a kid, you don't really see a lot of the things that goes on, like behind scene with your parents. You just know you're going from one place to another. So once I I went back to California, um, I basically grew up with my mom, single mother ever since then. I would see my dad here and there. My mom still kept us close to um, her pueblo. So we were still come and visit every December and see my family. And then as I grew older, I was the first one to actually go to college, to a four-year college. I did not know what college really was because nobody in my family had went to college. So it was hard for me to even make that decision. Uh, I thank God for um, my good counselors in high school because they were the ones that pushed me. And that was one of the reasons why I actually decided to be a counselor as well, because I felt like I had good counselors myself. But once that happened, I basically went into the world of college. I lived the whole sorority life. I actually um, studied abroad. I had the opportunity to live in Spain. Basically, um, living your house for college was not like the best thing when it came to my mom. She wasn't very happy with it, but I explained to her, and this is the thing that we sometimes don't talk about, Liz. It's like the process of having to educate your parents on like the importance to moving out of your house for like going to college. Like my mom was more of like, para que vas a ir uh, hasta allá, you know, para que te vas a ir a mover hasta allá. And it was my university was only an hour away, but for my mom, it was like, oh my God, it's very far. But I I knew that it was going to be the best for me because I, I knew that, you know, I was going to be able to have my degree at the end and, you know, um, get a good job one day. So I did have to educate my mom on like the benefits of moving out and living that experience. And thankfully, she did understand. So I would say that was one of the biggest, that was probably the first cycle that I had to break when it came to like my Hispanic mom and kind of like going against that factor because you don't usually leave your house just to go to school you know absolutely and you know I as I'm hearing you speak just on your story first of all thank you for just sharing that piece of your life with us because I know so many of our listeners will feel so seen with what you're sharing and even as you were speaking right I know that this is something that we both have in you know in common which you know you spoke on your experience in having your your father be incarcerated and like the challenges that come up for first gen latinas and just first gen people in general um when they or just people in general when they experience an upbringing in that way 
And just like it speaks to the resilience that you've, you know, you you developed over the years. And I liked starting uh, the episode with this question because I love that it also gives our listeners the vulnerability and also, you know, it shares a reality of the stories that really are very common, unfortunately, in the Latino community that aren't often told. And again, I relate to that story so much as my father was also incarcerated or gone in my childhood. And I'm also the first one to go to college, as so many of our listeners are, right? And we really are cycle breakers in our family in many different ways, shapes, and forms. And just you letting us know a little bit more about your story is is just so, it helps us realize that like we are really extraordinary beings that, and it helps us realize that everything that we've created up to this point is literally a miracle, right? So anytime that we are doubting ourselves and we are questioning ourselves and wondering if, you know, those dreams that we daydream about are possible, I want you all to remember this episode and to remember Jess's story that she's sharing with us, right? Because we are literally miracles and we can bring the, you know, unimaginable to life. So even just with what you've shared so far, like that's it, that's the episode, just kidding. (laughs) Uh, We have so much more. To cover, but it's just again, it, it sets the tone for the conversation that we're having today, and and it is truly so beautiful. So thank you for sharing that part with us, Jess. And now we're really going to shift a little bit of gears into because I really wanted to set the tone for just this conversation, right? And again, help the Latina therapists that are listening today realize that no matter what your story is, no matter where you come from and what your ex- lived experience is you too are capable of becoming a Latina CEO, just like Jess has. And she'll share more of that with us today. So we'll switch a little bit into really just getting to know a little bit more about what led you to expand your offerings into coaching Jess as an APCC. And what made you want to become a wellness coach? Did you ever think you would get you were going to be a coach? Once I started my career as a counselor, I felt that I was so connected to my students. I work with junior high and high school students. So I started seeing a lot of my kids, like it was like little Jess stories. And I started to see that I was helping them, that I was making an impact in their lives, that they were coming to me for advice. I mean, as a counselor, you know, I felt like I just had been through all of like a lot of these things that they were coming to me for Um, in the city where I work at. It's mostly Hispanic. So most of these these kids are actually first-gen students or newcomers. So that, you know, they were born in in Mexico and and came to California. So I could relate to a lot of them because I felt like I lived that world too. So once I started seeing how I was helping them, I just felt like I had so much more to offer to other people. And it was like this, like energy, this, like drive of like, what else can I do? Like, who else can I help? I have good friends that I would talk to about like uh, a part of me. Like, I honestly would think of like, man, how about if I go to Mexico and just go and try to do like, you know how they have the, how do you say the, um, where they have the kids that live in the streets. I don't know how to call them in Spanish, but in English, I mean, so basically um, I would think about going and making like a little conference or not conference, but like, how do you call it? Like, just talk to them and just an event or a seminar. Yes. Or something. I I would just think about all of these things. And then 
when I saw you, I was like, oh my God, I, your page came up at your reel, should I say, came up, came up on my reel page. And I was like, okay, this is something that looks like I would love to do. And it was the whole coaching and helping the girls and helping just first gen Latinas, which was population that I was mainly trying to help. So I reached out to you and basically you opened me up the world of like how I could help all these other girls. And you know what? I started applying all of these things that had worked for myself. And I was like, you know what? What has worked best for me as a person? What has made me grow grow as a person that I know would help other other girls? So that's basically what I did. I decided on wellness because I know how much wellness impacted my life. I've been through, you know, other difficult stages in my life. And I, I felt that when I focused on my wellness journey, it just changed my whole life as in my focus, my professional life, my health, my physical, everything. So I was like, you know what wellness it is. I feel like we have such a hard time focusing on our wellness. And I feel like it's not like people don't want to. It's just people need a push when it comes. And as a first-gen Latina, I feel like we have so much other caps that we also have on because it's not just like trying to focus on our career, trying to focus on our I don't know, our family, but it's like other things. I feel like, for example, for me, I'm all the time, you know, but then I still have my job, my nine to five, but then I still want to have my personal life with my friends. Um, So it's just like, I know as a first-gen Latina, I, I know how it is having to maneuver all this. So that's why I focused on first-gen and helping them in their wellness journey. I love that so much, Jess. And thank you for sharing that with us because You know, I think that so often, especially if you identify as being the parentified child or you identify as being the eldest daughter, there is a lot that comes with that. There's a lot of invisible labor that like we are always carrying with us like a big giant backpack, right? And we actually were just talking about this before we started the interview today. And it really just speaks to the high need of wellness in our lives as Latinos and to increase our life expectancy too, because we carry so many stressors with us all of the time. And you, you're just such a beautiful example of how incorporating wellness in your life can really support you in really difficult life transitions. You know, I know this because you share, you've shared it with me and you shared this for your intro of today's episode, right? But when you decided to call off that wedding, a lot of what supported you in that process was the wellness journey, was focusing on your habits, was grounding yourself and centering yourself. And so often it happens where we lose ourselves, whether it's, you know, with a marriage, with a divorce, whether it's with career, with parenting, whatever it may be, there's just such a high need for wellness in our lives. And we underestimate it because it's not something that's in our programming. It's not something that we grew up with. And it's also not something that people promote in our community, right? It's almost like this survival mode is all we can do because if not, you're not tough. If not, you're not strong. If not, you're just like you're not capable of anything, right? And it's exhausting. <laughs> Hasta cuando, right? Like until when are we going to continue to push this narrative, right? And 
I love that you you decided to dive into this world because it's a huge part of your story and it's also just a huge impact. It's like the work you were already doing with the little ones and you know in the education system like you just amplified that and now you're supporting women all over the world and Latinas all over the world with their wellness journeys and it's just so so beautiful to see. Did you ever think you were going to be a wellness coach? I didn't. And right now that you're talking about all this, Liz, no, I did not. And one of the things that I really try to focus is on helping women build that resiliency, because I just feel that is so important. We go through so many things already as our childhood. And I know I shared my story, but all the other, I work with a lot of Latina therapists and all the others also have their stories. And I know like I just feel like everybody has a story and only one knows how we do it to basically overcome those challenges and go on with life and try to still put the best of us out there. But resiliency is so important. And that's the part that helps you when it comes to the emotional part and just like showing up. But then when it comes to the wellness part, I feel like that's just the foundation. One thing is trying to be positive, trying to be happy, trying to um, put on a face. And then another thing, it's actually like, what are you building though? Like, what are you building in the background of, of like Jessica in my case? Like, what am I doing behind scene? Should I say, I share a lot of my, a lot of my wellness journey on social media. And I try to post as much as I can on like my wellness routines and building healthy habits and stuff. But there's only so much you could also share. In reality, it's, I mean, honestly, 90% of what I'm doing for myself, it's nobody's seen it. I share about it, but it's different when you actually apply it to yourself and actually put that work. Maybe if it's the whole reading in the morning, like, and that's the thing, it takes time. It's not something that just by watching or just by doing a couple of times, it's going to stick. It's something that you need to constantly be doing, that you constantly need to be pushing your own self because you're not going to have somebody that's pushing you all the time. So it's it's a momentum that you need to build up within yourself in order to build these healthy habits and make it a lifestyle and make it a healthy lifestyle. And I feel like it's very in right now. Like, you know, everybody's like working on their wellness journeys, like everybody, but honestly, it's tiring. You do go through stages. And that's another thing that I also try to focus too, because it's like, you can't be 100 every day. We try, but we're humans. And I'm like, if one day, you know, I'm super drained from work and I just feel like my body needs to rest, I'm not going to go to the gym. Yes, I want to, but okay. One thing is pushing yourself. And one thing is also knowing how to recognize and listen to your body. Like, okay, Jess, like you need to take a break. All of these things takes time and takes the support of somebody to help build up to this person that you want to be. This is why I decided on becoming a wellness coach. And no, I never thought that I was actually going to focus on that myself. I mean, I never even thought about it prior to starting my coaching business. But now I just love the fact that I did chose this area because I feel like everybody, everybody in the in the world like needs this to work on this area. I love it. And it's again, I can hear your passion shine through, right? And you have so many philosophies that you share with your clients. And this is really good because it highlights, right? Like you can share all of the knowledge and tools on social media, 
um, as much as you can, but the real impact and the real work happens in the day to day, right? And this is what you provide your clients with inside of the work you do with them. And again, I know you mentioned, you know, the work that you do with a lot of Latina therapists. And the truth is that as we know ourselves being in the field, prioritizing our mental health and our health in general and all our wellness is already so difficult. So you chose the most incredible population to serve. And it's been so amazing supporting you through that journey. Tell us about where you were before you decided to expand your offerings into coaching and before you joined Align Coaching in, in our work together. Where were you at before all of that happened? So right before I started, I felt like my life literally made like a change within a year. Like so many things happened within one year of my life, including like my career from counseling, my business, my coaching business, everything. So prior to this, this was actually, it was during COVID. So 2020, I was actually married and then I was going to have my big wedding. So I was married through El Civil and I was going to have my church wedding, um, which is like the big one and, you know, the whole shebang bang. So at the beginning of 2020, I was still planning for it. I had everything, absolutely everything ready. Come summer 2020, and I actually called off the wedding and separated from um, my partner and divorced since we were um, married. And literally my life completely changed. I was still in grad school, so I hadn't finished grad school. And then I had to move back to my mom. So, you know, hadn't lived with my mom in a while. So it was kind of like going backwards. I didn't know where I was going in life. It's just crazy even thinking back on it because I'm just like, it's just so crazy how your life could really change like so quick. And I still, it still mind blows me. When I like look back to like some of my pictures of a couple of years ago and, you know, I see myself where I was back then and where I am now. And I'm just like, it's just so crazy how much your life could change. Once that happened, I moved back to my mom's. I graduated from grad school. So 2021, um, I graduated from grad school, got my first job as a counselor. And then I did great my first year. It was kind of like, that perfect shoe that fits. I, you know, also going into counseling, that was, I was very nervous. I didn't know how I was going to do. So that first year it went great. And then I started my coaching business. I met you and then I took up this other role and my life changed even more. Like next thing you know, I'm in Mexico city with you. You're showing me around your neighborhood. And I'm like, who am I? How am I here? Like, it was just so crazy. Like, I'm just like, I never even had friends in Mexico city. And I was just like, I just couldn't believe like how much like doors could open sometimes. And that was another thing. I, I started being more mindful of like who I was giving my time to, what I was doing. And you know what? I'm a big believer of God. So I'm just like, doors are going to open. And all of these doors started opening, basically led me up to where I am today. I started, you know, another role with um, my clinical role and then I started to dive in deeper and deeper with my wellness coaching business. And next thing you know, I'm over here offering services to people. And I'm just like, okay, like, who am I? You know, so it's just, it's crazy to think back of where I was before online coaching and before working with you to where I am now. And just witnessing the journey has been out of this world, just like, 
Y'all, just for context, I moved to Mexico City in May of 2022. So I'm going on a year now. And Jess was literally visiting her, just like she is now right now, currently in Morelia. She was visiting her family for the summer. And she found a reel. She came across a reel with me. And she was like, I like this girl. I like her content. I'm going to message her. I'm going to shoot my shot. I'm going to let her know that I'm going to be in Mexico and I'm going for the weekend. And if she wants to grab coffee and I actually am interested in the work she's doing, but I don't want to have a consultation with her through the computer. I actually want to meet her in real life. So I'm going to request that we, you know, meet in person for this consultation. And I get a DM and, you know, Jess, you know, shot her shot. And I was like, of course, I was so excited to hear from her. And fun fact, this is the only like in-person consultation I've ever given anybody. Um, which is super fun. We ended up, it was not a consultation. We ended up talking for maybe four or five hours. What was a coffee date turned into a whole afternoon of adventures because we connected instantly. And like, just, it was such a beautiful connection. So just witnessing, you know, your whole entire journey has been so beautiful because I remember that conversation, like if it was yesterday, right. And how eager you were to like, you felt this transformation coming. You didn't know what it was going to look like. And it just all happened so, so fast. And here we are now with you, you know, building your your personal brand and having all of these people interested in like and curious and asking you and, and wondering about your work all of the time. It's been it's been absolutely incredible to see. So incredible. If this podcast resonates with you, I invite you to register for my free training on how to double your therapy income without burnout taking place. April 29th at 11 a.m. CST. Join me on this free training created to help you learn how to double your therapy income without burnout. By the end of this training, you will know what is keeping you from doubling your income without burnout as a therapist. You will learn the steps you need to take to double your therapy income without guilt and burnout, and you will walk away ready to expand your offerings into coaching. At the end of this training, you will have access to pre-enroll into my signature group program, Aligned Coaching, designed to help you double your therapy income with coaching. You will also get access to a limited time bonus that only those who attend the webinar and slash training will get access to when they enroll inside Aligned Coaching in the first 48 hours. If starting your coaching business and or expanding your services and offerings into coaching has been on your mind for some time, this is your sign to join the movement of Latina therapists doubling their therapy income with coaching. If this is speaking to you, find the link to register for the training in the link in the show notes. You can also find all of the details for enrollment of Aligned Coaching in the show notes as well. I know we're painting this beautiful picture, y'all. Bear with us, right? There was some challenges, como, you know, como hay, you know, arcoiris, también hay a lot of rain, rain and sunshine and gloominess, right? So tell us, Jess, what were some of the hesitations you had before even just starting this work and, and being like in aligned coaching and some of the challenges that came up? Because I know that like some challenges came up for you, right? Like one of the big ones was, can I transfer my skill sets from my therapy work to coaching? Like I've just have a lot of experience with middle aged, like, you know, like middle school kids and and just teenagers and younger adults. But 
can I actually transfer that over? Like, do I need a certification? So tell us more of what came up for you. And, you know, in this process of you even seeing yourself as someone that could expand your services into coaching. Yes. First of all, imposter syndrome. Like, let me just tell you, that was the first thing that hit when even hearing the word like coaching. Like, I was like, who, me? Like, no, like, it was just kind of like, it sounds cool, but you know, like when you're like, "Mm, I like it, but I don't know if I could do it, you know? So yeah, I was, I was very hesitant about actually starting because I was like, I come from this world of like, you know, the school system, working with the, the kids, all of these other ethical, you know, responsibilities. And then it's like, I could just go to just coaching and, you know, do like another thing with adults. Like, and then basically, because I, I had a lot of ideas and plans that I would like to do back then, but I just didn't even know if I was capable. I didn't know how to. So one of the things was like, how am I going to just focus on adults now? If I'm, I mainly work with kids, that's where my experience is at. That's who I'm with every day. And now working with adults. And it's different because when you are doing clinical counseling, uh, you're more of like a social emotional support. So we really focus on that area. Now it's more of like a whole person's life when it came to helping them with their wellness journey and coaching them. So I felt like that was kind of like, okay, how am I going to be able to shift from one thing to another? Thankfully, working with you, I brought all of my ideas to you, laid them out. And then it was like, you know what, Jess? you could do it. And I was like, okay, I can't. I'm like, Liz, please tell me how, like, please tell me like, and basically you, I remember you like telling me like, just be how you are with the kids and you're just going to do it, you know, with an adult and you're just going to help them as their life. And I remember in online coaching, you had us do an exercise of the role playing and I want to say that that was probably like one of the the best ways that you could have helped me was because it was basically doing a presentation, but like a real life presentation where I was actually helping people and people were actually like asking for my help. And I was like, you actually like want my help. The fact that they were actually taking notes on what I was presenting and sharing how they were going to apply to themselves, everything that I was showing them about all these wellness routines, it was like, you know what? I can't do it. That was probably the biggest challenge was like that mindset of switching my mindset from like focusing on my teens to adults. But once you apply it hands-on, it changes completely. And I feel like that's when like the capability that you didn't even know you had comes out and shines. Absolutely. There's so much here. And I love that you mentioned that example, something that I You'll find out if you become one of my clients is that I love putting you in positions to take up space and to, you know, be, let yourself and your gifts shine. So it was one of the exercises that I had my, the clients inside of line coaching do was essentially, you know, show their expertise and lead sessions. And I know that it was followed by one of our frameworks, uh, which is a five-step identity framework. And it's really key in your ability to really see yourself outside of the role you play currently. And I know that that's something that I, I know really supported Jess in terms of what she's sharing with us, especially with, again, seeing herself in primary roles that she holds as a daughter, 
as a mental health clinician and then as a coach, right? And again, it's an exercise and framework that I use with with clients that really helps them in seeing themselves as like not just the title of a role that they're playing, but really learn all this, identify all the skill sets that you've really created and cultivated throughout your whole entire life, no matter what the age group is, no matter where you were in life, that always transfer over to anything new that you want to do, right? This is why we have so much experience, right? So let's say, you know, I was a cashier at, I really was though, I was a cashier of an admin amusement park when I was growing up in like my, my high school years. And I developed a lot of customer service. So how does that apply to the work I do now, right? I care about my clients. I support them. I want the best for them. I'm always leading with that. So just thank you so much for sharing that with us, Jess, because I know for the listeners that, you know, are having similar thoughts around like, but all I do is work with kids or like, maybe I just graduated. I need all these years of experience. I know that your story is giving them hope for what is possible for them too. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. And now I'm curious to know what your own process was like in navigating, like stepping into your CEO identity, because I know that's a lot of the work that we did. Oh my God, Liz, don't even get me started. (laughs) Okay. So for that one, oh my God. I remember once I started, I was like, how am I going to even put myself out there? Like, I'm like, I have like my page private. I don't even know how to start. Like, should I do a new page? Should I start from like, should I just change my, my name? I didn't know what to do. I was like, that was like the first thing. And then once I decided, I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna change my, my username. I'm just gonna change my whole personal page that I have and transform it into my business page. And then it was like, okay. And then how am I going to come out to like the world and tell them that? Like, that was another thing explaining to your friends, to your families, to everybody about this new role that you're taking is like talking another language. And every single person that I was trying to like explain was like, okay, like, what is this? Like, what are you doing with your life? Like, is this some some kind of like, I don't know, like, like it was, and I was like, it was just so hard for me to like tell them, you know, like, this is what I'm going to focus on. And this is what I'm going to do. And they were like, but I mean, you're a counselor already. Like, isn't it the same thing? Isn't it the same thing as therapy? So putting myself out there and explaining it to family and friends was also another area that I struggled with a lot because I was the first one to basically start this and put it out there. I feel like now, ever since I started, I feel like it's been really like, growing, like the coaching business, like I've been seeing it more and more. But back then I felt like it was more new to the world. So it was like, how am I going to embody this new person? How am I going to go from like, oh, hi, I'm a mental health clinician to like, hi, I'm a wellness coach. And you know, I can help you with this and that. And it was just like, how am I going to do that? So I felt like that was one of the, the areas that I really, really had to embody was like, trying to carry those two identities. And then seeing how I was going to reach out to obviously, you know, my, my clients and how I was going to, you know, show them how I could help them out more and how my family, what I was working on, because this is another thing, like they would see me working on all of these things, like on the computer, like my mom would be like, um, pero que estás haciendo el sábado? And I'm like, 
well, mom, I'm trying to work porque, you know, estoy empezando un negocio y de qué, qué vas a vender? And I'm like, no, like, it's not like that. So it's just like those little things or like even my, like my friends, you know, um, it would be like, hey, like, let's go out and stuff. And obviously it's Friday night or Saturday and it's like, what can you be doing? You know, like, come on, let's go out. And it's just like, oh, I have, you know, like I have a, a call or I have other things that I'm working on because maybe I'm working on creating some content or something. And it's just like all of these things that I had to basically make time for that not a lot of people that were around me were understanding. And um, honestly, now, now all of my friends know my family, you know, they're more comfortable with it. But at the beginning, I would say that was one of the hardest things like doing that. And then also trying to balance my work because I did had just started my new um, role as a clinician, which was like, you know, starting with my hours, building up my hours to get my license and, you know, getting getting used to this new role. So honestly, it was a very stressful time, but you know what? I'm glad it went how it went. I feel like now that I'm here, I'm just like, it's crazy because when you're in that moment, you just feel like, oh God, like, this is so stressful. Like, can I even do it? Like, is it even worth it? And then once you start getting the hang of it, once you start getting more comfortable with it, it's like, yes, like, please ask me what I do. Like, I'll gladly tell you, I'll explain to you. Sorry, the sirens in the background because I'm in Mexico, you can hear them. Um, But no, I'm just, I'm just so comfortable where I am now but definitely went through that stage where my embodiment of my roles was probably like hard to just balance them out at the beginning, but it's doable with time and it does get better. I love it so much. So, so good. You, you shared so much goodness with us. I want to highlight just because I know I'm going to bring us back to what, what you shared around the idea of even just starting and like creating your personal brand. And I know that one of the biggest things that came up for you was going public with your page, especially because you worked in the education, you work in the education system, right? So you're like, what if my kids find me? And I know that's something that's really common for us. We like, we really protect as, you know, Latinas in the mental health field, we really protect the way we're perceived and like our persona online, especially, you know, with our fear of like getting our license revoked or getting in trouble or like not seeming professional online. Right. And I know that that was a big thing for you. So thank you for just sharing how, you know, like the process of like the real thoughts that come up of like, ¿Quién me creo que soy? Like, ¿Qué, va, qué, ¿Qué van a pensar mis amigos, right? Like, is my family, like having your family support? Like in that beginning part of, you know, entrepreneurship where like people don't really necessarily understand what you're, what you're in and what you're, what you're doing with your business, because it's a very new way of doing entrepreneurship, right? Like when, just like you gave the example with your mom, when she said, you know, ¿Y qué vas a vender, right? It's like, mis servicios, voy a vender mis servicios. ¿Qué servicios? Voy a platicar, right? And then to them, it's like, okay, it's, it's wild to them. It's like a total foreign concept. So it is definitely like such a real thing. And again, coming back to everything you were sharing about, okay, now the sirens are in my background. <laughs> everything that you were sharing, you know, about, again, your own process in in stepping into that identity of, of seeing yourself as someone that could build an online presence, create content, take 
certain hours of the weekend to dedicate to your business. And it it is important to also highlight that, like, it's not always going to look like rainbows and butterflies, right? Like you mentioned how you were literally like starting a whole new role, learning, going from counselor to like a clinical clinician where you're writing case notes and learning systems and like documentation and freaking EIPs. I'm like EIPs, IEPs. IAPs. I, I always get it wrong. Doing all of those right and parece trabalengua. Uh, doing all of those and then case management and student intervention work and just so much while you were like also adapting to that role and you were adapting to your, you know, coaching role, which again, it can feel like a lot in the moment, but it's it's again full of so much growth and it just again now you can look back and see like wow it it's been a journey but i'm so glad i did this for myself because ultimately you know you're building this dream for you and to also serve your community in a deeper way and sometimes in those moments it can feel like am i going to be able to do this and the truth is that like it wouldn't be normal if you didn't have those thoughts they're so so valid especially in the beginning stages but you were supported the whole entire time so just thank you for just sharing the the insight of what that experience was like for you. Yeah, and one of the other areas that I wanted to touch on too was the fact that as a mental health clinician and as a counselor, it's a very very draining job. Like all day you're just giving all of your energy like social emotionally back to back to back. And in my case, I have a lot of IEP meetings, like all the time. Sometimes they're 30 minutes. Sometimes they're almost two hours. In my case, I have multiple sites. So I'm driving around and, you know, you have crisis, you have all of these things. And then you have this other world where it's the the coaching side. And I get to focus more on like, how are we going to help you? And share all like the good news and see how, you know, we're reaching all these milestones and, you know, all of these baby steps. So I feel that I love my my mental health um, role, but when it comes to my energy, it is very draining. And then when it comes to, you know, my wellness coach um, business, it's more of like, you know, having like a friend that you're helping out and you're just helping them push themselves to be their best versions and you're helping them in different areas. But, you know, your area is the wellness area, but it's not just like the emotional part. So I feel that, and I know a lot of like Latina therapists are going to relate to this because, um, yeah, we do this all day. We get to enjoy this other part when it comes to coaching, where you can help our clients in other areas that are, I don't want to say more fulfilling, but they're just a different kind of fulfilling. So that's another area that I I just wanted to like mention that part. Absolutely. And, you know, I hear it over and over again with clients too, as they start working with coaching clients, they're like, wow, I had forgotten. I literally had a client tell me this last week in a call inside of line coaching. She said, you know, I had forgotten what it felt like to serve clients that you're actually so excited to serve that don't require, like, they're not high need clients, not to say that the high need clients, there's anything wrong with them, right? But when you have a case little 40 of them, of course, your capacity is limited. So for her, it was like, 
oh my God, this is like this coaching client of mine is literally like the past version of me. And it's so fun. Like she's just like me. She loves homework assignments. She loves that I give her, you know, week to week things to work on. And I just feel so excited and, and fulfilled when I show up to coaching her. And I was like, yeah, this is exactly what I want every single one of you to feel because it is possible. You don't have to be in a situation where, you know, you're show, you're feeling resent, you're, you're feeling burnt out, you're feeling undervalued and unseen, and you just get piles and piles of work on your plate. You don't have to feel that way. Like that, it has become your norm without a pay increase. It doesn't have to look like that. It doesn't have to be that way. And you are so much more in control than you think you are, right? And I think that's the same for you, right? And in your own experience, realizing like, wow, the clients that I serve with coaching are, it's a different world. And I truly believe that every therapist needs to experience that in, in their lifetime, which is why we're doing this work, right? And, you know, I'm also curious to know just like, what are some of the doubts that came up for you in the process? How did you let go of those doubts in the process of your entrepreneurship journey? I felt that showing up more as what I wanted to do, because this is the thing deep inside, we have all of these things that we want to do. It's just the doubts in our heads, the, we can't, that kind of like makes us not move, but deep inside, we like know what we want to do. Like we have all of these dreams, we have all of these ideas, all of these like projects. And it's just like, por el miedo, because we're scared, is kind of what stops us. So I just, honestly, I just started showing up more as myself, which I know it sounds like cliche. Like, you know, people say it all the time, just be yourself. But honestly, it's kind of hard sometimes. And like, for me, I feel like, you know, I am a mental health clinician. I need to be very professional. You know, I can be like being all ha the time, um, like, you know, a lo que vamos, um, you know, what's going on, share with me, this is confidential, stay between us, go over the whole thing. So, you know, it's just like, going from like, something like that, to like, okay, it's okay, just be more yourself. Nothing's wrong. You're not doing anything wrong. Being more confident on how you truly feel. And I feel like that's kind of what opened me up more. And help me overcome all of those fears that I was feeling in the moment of showing up. So definitely letting loose, you could say. That would be actually a good way of putting it. Because our own miedo is kind of what stops us from, you know, going bigger. I love that. And really what comes up for me is let's stop taking things so seriously, right? Like, let's laugh a little. Let's have fun a little bit more. We have nothing to prove to anybody, right? Like, let's start having more fun and let's not take things so seriously because again, as eldest daughter of immigrants, as like clinicians, right? Like our programming is just all around. Be professional. It's like you're diluting who you are as we go like into our lives, right? Because from all these different areas and lenses, we continue to receive messages of like, being yourself is just not acceptable. So I just love that you highlighted that because I know for a lot of the work, you know, that we did together, it, we're doing now because we're working together in private coaching. You know, we're working, we've done a lot of work around identity, around you, you know, building your online presence, around you feeling comfortable of showing up as you and being vulnerable and storytelling and building that trust and authenticity with your 
you know, with your community and with your potential clients and with your clients that you work with. So it's so important to highlight that, you know, it makes sense why, you know, creating an online personal brand and marketing our services can be so difficult for us as, you know, as Latinas in the mental health field, because we learned the complete opposite. Our programming is so, so different. So thank you so much for highlighting that. And we hope that for those of you that are listening, you're really just like taking so many notes and that you feel seen in this episode because you're not alone. Las dudas, todas las tenemos, right? Like we all question ourselves. We're all on this battle every day of like taking up more space and rewiring the narratives and the programming that, you know, we grew up with because the truth is that like, you know, if I don't know about y'all, but yo escucho a mi mamá en mi oído todo el tiempo. I hear her all of the time. And those stories or like those narratives that, you know, we have adopted They continue to live within us, but we get to decide if we want to let them lead, right? Or if we want to change and rewire them. Because the truth is, if we follow those like voices in our minds, we're only recreating that pattern. And again, this is such deep work. And that's so necessary for us to continue breaking these cycles within our family, within our lineage, within our community, and to continue to serve an impact in so many different ways. So just thank you, Jess, for helping us see and, and normalizing that the doubts are real and they can be normal, but that doesn't have to get in the way of you doing the work that you are called to do in this lifetime. So with that, tell us, what are some of the things that you're the most proud of creating in your entrepreneurship journey so far inside of line coaching? Oh my God, I am proud. I am very proud of the person that I am today because of Align Coaching. I felt like I've built this community of friends who are like me in the same, you know, setting. They, you know, work in schools and they're also doing their coaching business. So I feel like Align Coaching has brought me so much. Um, So I am very proud of the community that we have built between us. And then as a person, I just feel like my confidence has gotten so much better. My, you know, just me offering my services, something that I would never even do before. And I'm just like, now it's like supernatural to do so. And that's mainly because I know where I started. And like you mentioned earlier, like, you know, when we first started changing, even just the simple going from public, from private to public was like the hardest thing to like me recording myself now all the time, like I would never like, so I just feel like I, I'm just very proud of how much I've grown as a person in the last year or so. So that's, that's where I'm at. I love it so much. I love how you're like, what? Like I would never, because many of us that have gone from never showing up online to showing up, we're like, ¿Quién nos creemos, right? Like now it just comes. Again, I'm so proud of you, the growth that you've done, the expansion that you've like created, the confidence that you exude, the your willingness to be more you with your community and to share these stories that can be vulnerable and difficult for us to share. And that you now see yourself as a Latina CEO that you have always been capable of, you know, really stepping into, but that now you finally have access to to tapping into. So It's been the honor of a lifetime to be guiding you on this journey, Jess. And again, thank you so much for everything that you've like poured into us, for sharing your story with us, 
so much of our community is going to really resonate and feel seen with your story. And we're reaching the end of the interview. We have, I, I have one one last question that I want to ask you um, that I know would really benefit the group, which the group, I'm over here thinking about Align Coaching. <laughs> um, they're like, I'm thinking about it tonight. That's why um, that would benefit the listeners. What would you say to a Latina in mental health that is wanting to expand their offerings into coaching, but is doubting themselves due to not feeling like they have the skills that are transferable to doing that work? I would say go for it. Today is the youngest we're ever going to be. So do it now, today. That's something that I tell my myself all the time. With time, you will build up to that confidence. You will be capable of that. It is scary because we've never been there. So we don't know how that feels. And I always tell myself that actually one of my good friends that always tells me, si no te da miedo, like, es que, you know, you're not doing something good enough. Like, te tiene que dar miedo. And it's very true. So it's a good thing. Go for it. Fear comes with it. But afterward, the reward from it is going to be so good. You're going to be so proud of yourself. Look back. Kind of like when you look back at little Liz or little Jess, you know, it's kind of like, oh my God, who would have thought you would be where you're at now, little Jess? Like little things like that. So I'm just like, everybody has their own unique loan that you are in charge of basically bringing it to light. And I'm a true big believer of that. Like we're all here for a reason. We all have something to bring to this world. You may not know. And I know there's a lot of people that feel like, you know, no, I don't have one or no, I don't know what. I just, you know, live comfortably and I just, that's all. No, like everybody has something and it's up to you to let it shine, but definitely go for it. And I don't, I honestly think like you're going to regret it. Like it's something that's going to make you stronger as a person and that it's just going to make you grow so much. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, Jess. And, you know, I will also say too that like, don't undervalue and underestimate the underestimate the skills that you've worked so hard to develop that are so transferable, right? Just like just shared in the interview today, like her own process and her own journey and her realizing that, wow, I've had the skill set this whole entire time. I just now am using it with a different population. So thank you so much for blessing us with your wisdom today, with your story, Jess. We are so, so grateful to have had you on the show. This is the first of many, I am sure. And before we conclude today's interview, tell us where can people find you? Where, like, what are your services? What are your current offerings? Thank you so much, Liz, for inviting me. I It was an honor for me to be on you know, your podcast, because I am a follower since day one. But yes, you guys could find me at, um, on Instagram, Jessica Gabriella with two A's at the end. And then um, there is actually a link on my bio where you could check out my services, book a consultation with me. I could go ahead and explain to you more of how it works. I do offer a three-month program. So um, like I said, um, it's, a, it's a free consultation. I have it open right now for the rest of the month of April. We could go ahead and go on from there. So I look forward to seeing you guys or hearing from you guys. And thank you so much, Liz, for having me once again. Absolutely run to walk because Jess is literally going to get booked out soon and her capacity is limited. So 
definitely make sure that you follow her on Instagram and all of her information will be in the show notes. So you can find the link to her, her services in the show notes and also to her, her Instagram. And that is where you can find Jess. Jess, thank you so much for being on the show today. And I will see you all in the next episode. If you took value from this episode, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the show. This will help other Latina CEOs find us. And if you're excited about this podcast, I invite you to take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at lifewithliz, that is L-I-F-E-W-I-T-H-H-L-I-Z. Mil gracias por estar aquí and I'll see you in the next episode.